You are listening to Audio Drama in a Darker Shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Last time on Batman No Man's Land. We will be the first pioneers of a brave new world. Gotham shall be our oyster. Never cared much for oysters, Mr. Cobblepot. Not the sharpest stick in the bundle, are you, Garrett? No, sir, Mr. Cobblepot. But you follow orders, I'm told, and are strong, yes? Yes, sir, Mr. Cobblepot. Very well, Garrett. Stick with Fowler. He'll tell you what we'll need. Tonight we need to prove if the bridges and river are mined. What we'll do is find people in no man's land that nobody will miss and throw them into the water. You're getting a chance to leave Gotham, old man. Can you swim? Not in there. Mine's in there. Let him go. <clears throat> I had begun to fear, Master Bruce, that the homing transmitter was defective. No, I was honored. I have to relearn how to move in Gotham, and I've been away far too long. I'm ready to face the helplessness head on. Entry 310, No Man's Land, Day 104. Dear Dad, I woke up yesterday morning thinking I was late for school. I was hearing your voice, and I sat up in the darkness of my apartment in the bitter cold. And for a second, I honestly thought I was 13 once more. Then I remembered where I was, and I started to lie back down. And I heard your voice again. It was just before dawn, the light beginning to streak in across the ceiling, past the ice that's been forming on the inside of my windows every night. I reached for my glasses, fumbled myself to the side of the bed, and hoisted my drowsy keister into the chair. The only reason I was sure I was awake was that I was so damn cold I knew I couldn't still be under my blankets. I rolled to the window and had to open it to look out, and then it was really clear. Your voice, coming through some megaphone from down below, maybe a block away at the most. There is a new gang on the street. The Blue Boys. The Gotham City Police Department. Street demons, low boys, you are in our territory now. Surrender! Over and over again, variations on the same theme. Your voice, big and echoing down the block. Across the street I saw doors and windows opening, people pulling back their barricades and risking glances outside, listening. At the end of the block, I watched a group of street demons break around the corner, running like the whole department was after them with hats and bats. Then you guys appeared, and for a second, that's almost exactly what it did look like. At least if your department had switched to baseball bats and makeshift clubs instead of riot batons and 38 specials. Attention! We are the police. We're here to maintain order. Help us rid your streets of these gangsters. Now is the time to rise up. Now is the time to take back what is yours. It was like magic, Dad. Like magic. There aren't many women who can say that a war was fought on their behalf. I thought maybe you were joking at first. But the look in your eyes said that you weren't. And you almost made me cry. Care to step outside? Are you kidding? I haven't been out of this damn apartment since the earthquake. If you're willing to carry me down 18 floors, I'm willing to go outside. Your father will carry you. I'll take the chair. And you did. You picked me up and carried me down 18 flights of stairs. And when we got out front and I was back in the wheelchair, you handed me a can of blue spray paint and pointed at the demon's tag on the side of the clock tower. Would you like to do the honors? You have no idea how big a kick I got out of spraying that big blue GCPD on the side of my own home. 
and the people watching, all my neighbors who had been living under siege just like myself for the last three months. They loved it too. I thought they were going to put you and Sarah on their shoulders and march you through the streets, they were so happy. Then Bullock came over and said, The neighborhood's been secured. We got demons and low boys in a temporary hold-in area on the next block for now. Pettit's getting antsy. I'll come over. You gave my hand a squeeze and promised you'd be right back, and off you went. Sarah with you. I sat there for a minute, just grinning at the street, breathing the fresh winter air. It hurt my lungs it was that cold, but God, it felt good. I'd been cooped up for so long I couldn't get enough of it. The sidewalk was cracked in places, but pretty clear, and I started rolling along, and it wasn't really that I meant to follow you, but in the end, I have to admit that's what I was doing. I came around the corner and heard Foley talking to Bullock. All our lives for the sake of his daughter. Harvey, he got lucky. Luck, hell. It was strategy. It was tactics. It was pure recklessness. Sanctioning murder. He should be ashamed to call himself a police. He don't call himself a police, Foley. He calls himself Commissioner. Foley opened his mouth to shoot off something else. And that's when he saw me. I wish I could say that the way he went pale, or the way he muttered, sorry, or the way he slunk off made me feel better. I wish I could, but I can't. I thought that was the low point of the day, the counter to the delight in seeing you and Sarah. I was wrong. Around midnight, one of my agents called in, Alex. When you and Sarah left today, I knew you were trying to figure out what to do with the demons and the low boys that had been taken prisoner. Jailing them was obviously out of the question. The jail itself is in ruins, and it's not like you can spare anyone to guard these guys 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And that doesn't even touch on the resource drain it would be. Alex reported that you and Pettit had been arguing about how to proceed for most of the evening, and that you finally made a decision a little after dark. You and Pettit went over to the holding area. Alex says you used that megaphone of yours again, and you gave all the low boys and the demons one hour to clear the territory. Then Pettit drew his weapon, put it to the head of the nearest low boy, and splattered his brains all over the street. Just to prove that you guys were serious. I know he did it without your permission, Dad. I know that. I know you would never have sanctioned a murder in cold blood. You're a cop after all. You're the best cop. You're my hero, Dad. Tell me he did it without your permission. My radio woke me eight minutes ago. A squawk from the one frequency I've kept clear for the last 104 days. The frequency I've been praying would go active. I had been dreaming about what I was like when I had my legs. Or at least, when my legs would listen to my brain. I had been dreaming of the nights when I could almost fly. When I felt beautiful and powerful and did good. Dreaming of myself as I had been. As Batgirl. In my dream, Gotham had been whole and vibrant, the lights of the city bright. I moved from rooftop to air to rooftop again, and I was happy and certain and feeling so very much alive. And then I heard his voice, and I opened my eyes, and it was him, not on the radio. I'm back. Just thought you'd like to know. The way he said it, it was like he'd just gone down to the corner for some groceries and had been delayed. It was you, then, putting up the tags in Dooley Square. Tags? Bat tags. Yellow paint. Your symbol. 
I haven't been to Dooley Square. Then who was it? I asked, but there was no response. Just static. And I realized he'd cut the connection. I'm looking at the dawn of No Man's Land, day 104. And I'm beginning to think that things aren't getting better. I'm beginning to think they're about to get worse. A lot worse. Jim, come to bed. In a minute, Sarah. <sighs> Not a low boy. Just a boy. Just a boy trying to survive in the no-man's land by being tough and finding safety in numbers. How is that different from what we're doing right now? It's Pettit. He's the problem. Warning them isn't enough. They have to know you mean it, Commissioner. I do. Why? Now they believe us. Now they'll run all over the city, telling everyone they meet that the Blue Boys aren't to be messed with. They'll say we've lost it, and that anyone who crosses us is looking for a world of hurt. Now they'll leave us alone. He may be right. But that doesn't make me feel better about it. Working the graveyard shift, Commissioner. How did you get in here? Simple. Your men are too tired, too terrified, and too few. You've all had a long week, haven't you? All that running around, chasing the demons and the low boys, and then that little execution in the street. Didn't know you had that in you, Jimmy. Give me a reason I don't drop you where you stand. I'll give you two. First, you haven't heard what I have to say. Second, you're still the law. Want me to continue? I'm listening. We can help each other, Jim. Forget it. You're psychotic. <laughs> One man's psychotic is another man's visionary. Besides which, if we're going to bring up the issue of sanity, what kind of police lets his wife and crippled daughter stay in this godforsaken hellhole? Anyone with half a brain to quit while the going was good. All that's left in Gotham are the degenerates. The same people you'd never have thought twice about rousting before No Man's Land. But here you are, Jimmy. With no legal jurisdiction and no powers of the state behind you. Why'd you stay? Someone had to. Law must be maintained. There has to be order. Exactly. Justice must prevail, even in a lawless land. That's why I'm here. We're two of a kind, Commissioner. Anarchy has forged some strange allies here. Why not us? Because you are a killer. Really? Then the joke's on you, isn't it? What do you mean? Don't play coy. I heard about your stunt with the demons and the low boys playing them off each other while you and yours sat back and watched. It was a good move. Tactically brilliant. Ruthless. I liked it. This is war. I know. 
Desperate times call for desperate measures. Jim, you're preaching to the choir here. You've got nothing to lose by hearing me out. Talk. I'm listening. Jim? Go back to sleep. I thought I heard voices. In the garden. Was something out there? No, Seamus. Just me. Must have dreamt it. Must have. Rats. They're eating rats. Doesn't make sense. In a city where more of the structures have collapsed than are still standing, Black Mask is having his folks burn down those that remain. Nice costume. Batgirl. Glad you approve. I don't. Gotham needed a bat. You weren't around. Where I've been and why, those reasons are my own. But now you're back, and you're going to need help. No. You're wrong. Then I'll learn that on my own. I've been doing this for weeks now. It's made a difference. The work, or the symbol. The bat is a powerful image, as you know. Very primal, very potent. It's made things easier. If you tell me to take off the symbol, I will. But I won't stop the work. The tagging. That's been you? Yes. It's a good idea. I intend to adopt it. Thanks. You're right about one thing. This city does need a bat. Maybe more than one? Don't disgrace the symbol. Then I'm approved? No. But you're not disapproved. Fair enough. For now. Keep your watch in the black mask. I'll be in touch. Good night, Chris. Oh, I know. Had a can of beefaroni before bed last night. Shot the whole thing back out again this morning. That's not good. I got some canned tuna if you want. It tastes okay and it's pretty mild. Yeah, not really hungry, Brian. Uh, Commissioner wanted to see you. Why? He didn't say. He's in the garden. Now? Uh, said as soon as you arrived. Be right back. A word of advice, Chris. Don't say the name Batman. Andy says it's poison. Yeah. He told me. He couldn't know about me and De Phillips' relationship. We've been careful. But if he wants us to stop, I'll just have to call him on it. Yeah, that's what I'll do. It's a double standard. It Chris, come on in. How are you feeling? Fine, sir. Good. Good. I heard about what you did, Chris. Oh, crap. Sir, I... It was fine work. In the last week alone, I've had six people tell me that you retook Central pretty much single-handed. Montoya, Lee, Bullock, all of them have gone out of their way to tell me what a fine job you did. Sir? It's mostly because of that that I wanted to talk to you. 
You know that my daughter is still in the city, right? Yes, sir. She lives in the clock tower. Yes, she does. And she refuses to leave. I told her I'd be happier if she was in Tri-Corner with the rest of us. And she just wouldn't listen. About as stubborn as her old man, I guess. <laughs> We've got the area pretty much secured. But I'm a father and I'm nervous. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. I want you to take five officers, draw arms and ammunition from Pettit, and get a flare gun. I'd like you to organize the protection around the clock tower. You want me to protect the tower? Not just the tower, no. But of course, that's a large part of it. You've seen the map. The border is holding. But that's the outer edge. It abuts on Penguin's territory, and Two-Faced is in the east as well. I want a fixed observation post, and I want to make certain my daughter is relatively protected. You're the best person for the job, Chris. Thank you, sir. If there's any trouble, send up a flare. Otherwise, I trust you to handle whatever may arise. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. No, Chris. Thank you. Do you see? Go to hell! <sighs> he does not yet see. <laughs> he believes. Nothing has changed. He believes that the lie can continue, but we know better. Do we not? We know better now. Once, yes, once, I hid behind a mask myself. Once I covered my scars, my true face. I played games pretending to greatness. I played games pretending to rule crime. And in one instant, I saw it was all false. In that instant, the mask was destroyed. In that instant, Gotham fell. For the house, built on a foundation of sand, it will collapse under its own weight, surely. Thus Gotham collapsed, its shining facades giving way to the broken soul it concealed. What they called an earthquake, we now know is more. A warning. All of us must show our true face, or pay the price. Amen. He must see. He must see. We make the cuts. must remain uncovered. What still stands as a mask must be torn down. Those people who are blind, they must be made to see. Those buildings that still stand, they too must fall. For Gotham to be redeemed, all of its scars must show. Look upon the affront to us. Know for what it is. Do you see? We see. Shall you act? We shall act. Then prepare yourselves well, for the time is short. 
We will march soon. We will burn the clock tower down. And God help anyone who tries to protect the lies. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to Batman, No Man's Land, Episode 6. Featured in the cast were Laura Post as Oracle, R. James as Commissioner Gordon, Cassandra Morgan as Sarah Essen, Ryan H. Nelson as Harvey Bullock, Jared J. Lee as Hugh Foley, Kevin Lee as Lowboy, Dylan Nagel as Bill Pettit, Chris Williams as Two-Face, Ambie Lee as Batgirl, Michael Story as Brian Donnelly, Fernando Gill as Black Mask's victim, Cody Coleman as Batman, and Laura Post, Lucian Dodge, and Tom Tubui as the Black Mask cult. Batman, No Man's Land is adapted from the novel of the same name by Greg Rucka. Batman is trademarked DC Comics and was created by Bob Kane. If you enjoyed this audio drama, please support the original text by purchasing it on Amazon.com or at your local comic book store. This has been a Darker Projects production, www.darkerprojects.com.